Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast recorded at the Parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are sitting down with Massachusetts artist Lee Zangari. We want to thank the Parlor for hosting, as well as our other sponsors, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Testing 123 with the RIDOH. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guests before we sit down with her to discuss her experiences with the local music scene. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Listen at the door 
sit here with your ankles touching until somebody asks you what you're waiting for. Part-time angel, full-time thief. Never use this list of words, they make you sound weak. There's a hole in your heart where the song My name is Lee Zangari. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Decided to be here in Providence. Just a little hop, skipping the jump away. That was a song called Part-Time Angel. And this one's called Dreaming Boys. For their right to be on I-93 
and I'm alone in a blank white space of no one's making but mine. All right, no wise man, no bright, no headlight, no wise man, no bright, no headlight. switcheroo this is um it's a dulcimer it's a mountain dulcimer or an appalachian dulcimer it's a really fun little instrument it's very portable which is great on the train this is a song called a man is a man is a man and um, it's going to be my NPR Tiny Desk Contest submission this year. So that video is going to go up uh, tomorrow, I think.
Thanks. This one's called The Weatherman. for you. This one's called the Pan American Market.
Pumpkin market, a pamphleteer. Samples a crumble with paper in her ears. What now I say to you as we walk into the room? Turns out it's nothing new to prophesy the doom of the woman who knew you best. Walking through the stalls, I see you and double take, smiling with your face half covered in apple cake. What now I say to you as we walk into the room? Calm down, it's fine to do to cauterize the wound of a woman who's truly rested and I palpitate with life. Aggregated, I try to take what I need and I want, and it's right. At the Pan American market, a manager chases a bird out with a broomstick that isn't hers what now i say to you as we walk into the room turns out it's nothing new to navigate by fumes from a woman who's losing something and my body weight is higher than stated I've been putting things in my pockets all night What now? I say to you as we walk into the room Turns out it's nothing new to prophesy the doom of a woman Who's uncontested Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to chat a bit. This is called Young Mouth, Young Hound.
kid from California, all elbows and knees, skinny as the skeleton that hung in science B, the model for what every man is made of underneath. The day that they were born, there were plants that also grew. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Between the Notes, sponsored by 123 Testing, Trinity Beer Garden, and R1 Indoor Carding. I am here with Lee Zingari. How are you doing today? Hi, great. You just put on such an amazing performance. Just another clap for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Let's start with your story. <laughs> your story. Um, tell me about your musical journey and how, how you came about as a performer. I had a late start because I didn't play an instrument until I got to college. Gotcha. I had um, my, I grew up in a house with a lot of music. My dad is a musician and he teaches piano lessons, but I never learned to play the piano. And I thought that I couldn't learn to play the guitar because my hands were too small. <laughs> and, uh, and then one day I, I ended up with a dulcimer um, because they are supposedly really easy to learn because the frets are diatonic, so it's just a scale. And so I started playing the dulcimer, and then that gave me the confidence to try the guitar. So it was like the first step to, to playing the guitar. Yeah, wow. and, uh, and I started making stuff up. I jumped right to songwriting. Gotcha. And how long ago was that? That was uh, getting, getting to be a decade. Wow. Doing pretty good for that long time. <laughs> Um, I know you're based out in Boston, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think the music scene is like in Boston? Do you enjoy it? There's a great folk scene in Boston. Folk in particular? Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a great little community. There's a lot of songwriter nights, a lot of songwriter rounds mm -hmm. where it's a show, but it's also a community thing and everybody mm. can kind of meet and trade It's like songs a mingling situation. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So Boston, you enjoy it being your home base for right now? Nice. What's your songwriting process like? Is it lyrics first and then music or music first? It's music forward. Whenever I, if you write, like if you write lyrics without writing a song, basically if you write a poem and then you try to turn it into a song, that's a whole effort in itself. Yeah. It's a whole other kind of object. Yeah, yeah. So it's better to be, I think, sitting with the yeah. Instrument. Get the get the bones down yeah, first. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So tell me about the instruments that you play because <laughs> I didn't even know that this this instrument existed, and I had no idea what it was going to sound like. But it's a beautiful instrument. I mean, wow. So you, so that's what you learned on. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and what was it called again? It's a dulcimer, uh, not to be confused with a hammered dulcimer, which is a different thing. Completely different. Totally, just to confuse you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a mountain dulcimer or an Appalachian dulcimer, and um, they're not super common around here. I really like to pull it out on an open mic, and uh, people immediately look at it and go, what's that? Uh, and then that's, that's always fun. It's a good icebreaker to be like, yeah. like my instrument. <laughs> and I don't really play it in like a traditional way. Mm -hmm. I really recommend looking up uh, 
more like like traditional folk music on the dulcimer because it's beautiful. It's also uh, an instrument that Joni Mitchell played. That's probably the most famous person who's played okay, gotcha. the mountain dulcimer. Is that what inspired you to pick it up, or had you just already known about it? I it was just handed to me, and I had no idea how it was supposed to sound or. <laughs> What it even, I didn't even know how to hold it. I thought maybe you held it upright yeah. when I first got it. It, it, it has like, that kind of like cello-y look to it. Yeah. So I can see that. There's actually a modified version that you can hold upright and play with a bow. Oh, interesting. And I do have one. Do you, you play it? Nice. Not for people yet. Yet is the <laughs> keyword there, folks. Yet. <laughs> um. So you mentioned Joni Mitchell. What musicians do you look up to i mean folk wise or in a different genre what do you think um who do you think inspires your sound i i do love joni mitchell and you know all the great songwriters leonard cohen paul simon and um somebody on the live said that you reminded them of them yes (laughs) that's what you want so you can pat yourself on the back (laughs) and uh and right now i'm listening to a lot of Aldous Harding I think that she is awesome and that every new thing that she does is amazing she's from New Zealand right yes (laughs) I know (laughs) nice so you Simon Garfunkel nice so you you have a broad kind of all different eras of music like nice where do you see your performance style going or where do you see your music going I um really would uh love to be performing with uh other people more mm-hmm. which is something that i haven't really done like I'll, I'll have people come and play on recordings i'm recording an album right now and a bunch of my friends are, are playing on it but i haven't got those people together are you saying to... more in like a band setting yeah yeah which is um it's it's a particular style to to always be yourself it's very spare mm-hmm. um which is really uh it does, uh, like I do a lot of, or did before the pandemic, a lot of house shows in these really, really, really small settings. They're more intimate that way. And do that's you... great when you just have the guitar or mm-hmm. the dulcimer and everybody is kind of like. You're like your own little band now. I mean, once you get the bow part of it, you can just <laughs> kind of take over anything that you want to do. Get a loop pedal. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned COVID. How, how much has impa- COVID impacted your musical journey and what you kind of wanted to do with your music well it's really hit everybody very hard yeah there was no escaping it yeah and uh it definitely i think a lot of for a lot of people it feels like it delayed stuff you know Mm -hmm. it kind of put you on pause it stunted you for for a while Yeah. yeah and like i kept writing and i've got a lot of material a lot of sadness going on. <laughs> this content is great. <laughs> just like I, I, I produced a lot of work during that time, which is mm-hmm. is great, and I was like lucky to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I would love if we could get back to playing. Yeah. So just more performances you'd like to do, just because I mean. Even now it's tough performing live music wise. So Yeah, I've had a lot of things get canceled again yeah. recently. So what was your solace during COVID? How did you get your music out there? I did live streams on my Facebook page, which nice. was something that a lot of people were doing and are still doing, which is a, a great 
thing to be able to do. It's cool that we have the technology to do that. And I really did not like it at first. It's weird. You're there by yourself. You're talking to a screen. (laughs) But then you kind of get in the in the swing of it. And it's not the same, but it um, it lets you kind of keep uh, at the very least keep yourself in practice. Yeah. Man. So you remember what it's like to have an audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good outlet. Like you didn't have to. It's the next best thing to performing. So that's good that you turned to that. Um, moving forward with hopefully more and more live shows. What do you want your audience to experience when they're at one of your shows? What do you want the vibe to be, or just like what do you want people to feel when they're at your performances? I really like when people feel like they're being brought into a world and told a story Mm -hmm. and that their imagination is peaked Mm -hmm. and I read a lot of songs that are um, from the point of view of imagined characters and uh, are a little bit fantastical sometimes and um, to kind of have that uh, like we've we've kind of moved into a heightened reality yeah so you enjoy telling stories with your music. You like to create these fantasy worlds. I mean, in listening to music, I know that we already talked about inspirations, um, but you have a very delicate sound to you. I mean, where did that come from? How I think you... it comes from the dulcimer. Mm-hmm. It's uh... but even your voice is so <laughs> is so sweet and delicate. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Uh, I, I don't think that I I always saying that way I, I do think that I I was working with this instrument which is so delicate and it's mm-hmm. so I mean when it's not amplified it's so quiet yeah. and you have to you have to sing with it and so the type of of sound that you're making uh kind of becomes uh like it it you you start to sound like the dulcimer like yeah. a dog looking like its owner <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> you kind of mold into it. Yeah, 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 you fit yourself to it. Um, that's so cute. <laughs> so if you ever were to have a music video, what what do you imagine your music video being? <laughs> Just kind of, if you could picture it, would it be, I'm not, I don't think that it would be like a Kesha music video. But, <laughs> but who do you think, or what do you think? No, yeah, yeah. Like? A million dancers. Yeah. thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol everywhere. Just people having fun. <laughs> and I would love to have a, uh, a music video that yeah that tells a story and that um hey gives me an opportunity to wear something fun mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, get all dressed up <laughs> um what has been your most favorite experience on this musical journey performance wise or just creating music wise what think- moment stands out to you my favorite experience has been the house shows that I've played where you're you're welcomed into somebody's home and they are usually also a musician mm-hmm. and there are people there who've come out really really to listen and because uh, you know it's I'm playing the kind of music that if I'm in a bar where people came to drink they're 
I'm gonna it's get gonna drown you. Kind of drowned out, and that's I. I get it. <laughs> you, you didn't say like, let's go see some gentle folk music tonight. You, <laughs> people want to talk to their friends, yeah. but it is it's it's beautiful to have that opportunity to be listened to and then to listen when you're on like a really uh, great bill with great local people mm-hmm. who you then form connections with. I mean, that's the best part of these kind of do-it-yourself local scenes is it's a community and you meet so many people mm-hmm. and that's been like a, a lot of people they struggle to make friends as adults because you're not in those sorts of your environments, environments. anymore where yeah. you're and uh when you're doing music and you're involved in something like that it's so easy to to meet people who care about each other and are interested in each other mm-hmm. and that's been incredibly valuable it's a great meet and greet opportunity <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey here's my instagram like give me yours yeah and there are so many i mean you have to go into that setting knowing what to expect so there are a lot of like-minded people around and so it's a great just opportunity that way as well anything so you mentioned the npr tiny desk that you're yes. gonna send in tell me more about that because i love tiny desk so <laughs> Well, they have the they have a contest every year mm-hmm. where you could send in a video at your own desk of any kind, and um, my uh, video was um, shot by um, this studio, Real Fifty Eight in Weymouth. Um, Shout out to them; they're awesome, <laughs> and um, it's I'm really excited about it. Nice. That's it. when do you hear back about it? Yeah, the deadline is March 14th. That's when all the videos have to be in by. Okay. So it's a waiting game for right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you have, where are your aspirations as far as performing wise? Like Madison Square Garden, like <laughs> Lupo's, where, what is your dream performance stage? Other than the parlor, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> this is the dream. Yeah, this is, the, I've already did it. <laughs> well, everybody who, uh, who gets up on stage is doing it because they would like people to listen to mm-hmm. what they're doing. <laughs> we want to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, when I imagine my, my, my career peak moment, it's less in a particular place and, and more that there is an audience. A particular audience. Yeah. Very, um, you know that it that it reaches the people that it needs to reach. Yeah. So that's your goal is just to get the right people to listen to your music, the right ears right taking ears. it in. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Because not everybody's gonna like it, but somewhere out there, somebody's gonna love it. Yep. Very true. Very <laughs> true. Not everybody loves Aerosmith, but there are some diehards out there. Um, where can we find more of your music? Where are you on Spotify? Are you, where can we, where can we find you? Cause a lot of people on the live wanted to, wanted to look you up. <laughs> I have a, a band camp, Lee Zangari at dotbandcamp.com. And I've, um, recently put out some new stuff on there. Like during deep COVID, I did some like, um, like found sound layering stuff just for fun and that's on there if you want to check that out and um also i've got a little ep on there that i did just at home and then that is where my 
studio album that is in process and is hopefully coming soon that's i can't give awesome. you a hard date yet but that's where that's gonna be and i mean Bandcamp is really the best place like i i am on spotify but it's it's the best place to support musicians and they have the Bandcamp friday thing where they waive their fee uh which is great so if like you're wanting to support like any local people Bandcamp is what i Nice. Would it's hope most musician-friendly yeah, platform. Yeah, sure. Nice. Awesome. So this album, <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> so it's in the works. How long have you been working on that? Uh, I've been working on it, been recording it for a couple of months. And it's, but it's material from many years. Mm-hmm. I'd ended up with like, it's like compiling. 50 songs that I hadn't recorded and so this is 10 of them. How are you <laughs> narrowing those down? It's like picking a favorite child. <laughs> at the at the end of the day, you just have to kind of close your eyes and run. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, like that one. <laughs> just, just, just pick it because you're whatever order you put them in and however you combine them, you're going to worry that it's not the right way. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's better to record them and not end up with 50 songs you haven't recorded. <laughs> It'd be a long album. <laughs> Not that we wouldn't love to listen to it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. you. Did such an amazing performance. Do you want to shout out Bandcamp or what your platforms <laughs> one more time? Yeah, I'm at um, leezangari.bandcamp.com and uh, Instagram at leezangari. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you again for our, to our sponsors, 123 Testing, R1 Indoor Carding, and Trinity Beer Garden. Thank you always to the parlor for letting us be here this amazing venue i'm tess lines with motif magazine and we'll see you guys next week bye this has been motifs between the notes we would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode the parlor r1 entertainment the trinity Brewhouse beer garden and testing one two three with the ridoh and as always thank you for listening